everybody, and welcome back to a bonus mini-episode of the Moving Pictures Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Holtzclaw, and today I am going to be interviewing my brother, Nathan Holtzclaw, and his wife, Courtney Holtzclaw, who are Marvel fanatics, to say the least, on last week's episode and just kind of asked them some questions about Marvel and what they think, how they feel, their favorite characters, all of that good jazz. It'll be a little bit of a shorter episode, but nonetheless, still amazing. So please enjoy. All right. Well, uh, hey, Katie. Thanks for having us on to talk about our favorite movie franchise. Um, so, yeah, I know you through uh, mom and dad. So <laughs> we're, we're pretty close, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, and I know Katie because I married her brother. So... She's yeah. your favorite sister-in-law. She's my favorite sister-in-law, yeah. Yep. So now that my guests have introduced themselves so endearingly, I decided to move on to questions. The first one that I asked them, who is your favorite Marvel character and slash or which is your favorite Marvel film? And here are their answers. Um, so favorite Marvel movie or character, that... That's, that's a tough one. It is because there's so many... Are you going to go character or movie? I'll go the opposite. I think I'm going to do character. All right. All right, I'll go movie then. Which is just so hard because I don't know. But, and at this point in the phase, you have to figure out, like, which version of that person you're even talking about. But I think... Let's stay away from the multiverse. I know, I Let's know. just go. Just I think my original OGs. character at this point... Is gonna have to be Loki. Ooh. Yeah, I knew you weren't gonna Ooh, think I was that's, gonna yeah, say that. No, that's a good one. The TV show did it. I know the TV show. If you haven't watched the TV show by now, I think we've watched it probably two or three times. Yeah, yeah two or three times through because it's just just so freaking good. Season two is coming out too, so Katie, you'll have to have us back for once season two premiere airs. All right, so you went you went character with Loki. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, movie. I want to say Deadpool, just because oh that's yeah, I know. But but I I think if I'm if I'm going pure, just great all around movie. I think it has to be um, Infinity War, not Endgame. Infinity War. Endgame was awesome, but Infinity War was the like you br- it brought in all the characters. And I think the way that they brought in characters from different movies that hadn't associated with each other as much before, and it had the cliffhanger effect. Had yeah, it had comedy, it had suspense. It was yeah, it was great. It, it was, always has comedy. Yeah, no, it always has comedy. But that one was that one. I think they they just nailed the perfect combination of it. Yeah, I could yeah I could watch that movie just a hundred times. Oh, okay. I can't remember, honestly, if I like Infinity Wars better or Age of Ultron. I, can't, I know I said it last week, but I genuinely can't remember. Um, so I think I'm just discombobulated from this week. But Infinity Wars, I think, is also good. That's, that's what Nathan said. And um, I actually haven't seen the Loki series yet, which is ridiculous. Because, I mean, one, I should watch it. But two, because when they were filming it, in Atlanta at um, Pinewood Studios in Fayetteville, I ran into Owen Wilson on the Beltline and, like, literally almost hit him because he was on a bike. I was, you know, like, coming up, very narrow um, pathway. 
And I literally just stared at him. I was with my friend Alyssa, and she was like, Katie, why did your face look like that? And I was like, I, I, I couldn't form words. But then I heard his laugh, and I heard his voice, and I knew it was him. And obviously he's in the Loki series. Um, and so I put two and two together because I knew they were filming at the time. And I was starstruck, which I didn't think would happen with Owen Wilson. I just have never really been like super like fangirl over him but I was in that moment couldn't form words and I think that is why I need to watch the Loki series just so I can you know like further my embarrassment thinking about that moment every time I see him on screen um so anyway next question is when did you get into the Marvel franchise and what made you interested in it so kind of what what's your own origin story with the franchise here's what they had to say I already know what Courtney's answer is going to be. Courtney likes to take credit for my Marvel oh, fandom. Hold on. I always loved the Marvel movies. No, to no, be honest, no, no. I, before I met Courtney, such a liar. Before such I met Courtney, I didn't fully put together that there was like this giant timeline and that they were all connected. Um, so I think, yeah, dating Courtney made me focus on the connection more. Which obviously, as soon as you start, as soon as you start watching all the movies together, as if they're connected. You just you it's addicting. You can't not watch them all. So I always loved the superhero movies. And Marvel did it better yeah. than any franchise ever has. So I always loved them. But Courtney Courtney brought it out more, you know. And and so I'll give her that credit. But Courtney, you can go I already answered that part, so you don't have to talk anything about it. You can just talk about how you got involved. <laughs> um, so actually my parents dragged me to the first Marvel movie, which was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I was like 13. And I hated it. I didn't care about Robert Downey Jr. I was going to say, they then Robert Downey Jr. Uh, nope. took his shirt off and you were interested? No, no? I still, okay, no. I didn't right. care. I was like, I thought it was so boring. I hated my parents for dragging me to it. I like, just like, this is one of those boring grown-up movies. And then three years later, they came out with Captain America so it's Chris Evans, not yeah, Robert. So, oh, okay, there we go. So Chris Evans, who I liked from when they had him in the Fantastic Four movie, I went to that one. And then from there, I was like, okay, I could get used to it. Surprisingly, you would think that Thor would have been the one that like yeah. reeled me in since he came in between Iron Man and Captain America. But no, Chris Hemsworth, no one told him that those blonde eyebrows... He really, did look weird. Really he did look difference. weird in that first movie. I on forgot about that. On how attractive you are, he yeah. needed the. Forgot about that. The he blonde did. on blonde on blonde beard. Just he did look weird. He needed that dark. Nah, no, he needed those dark eyebrows to give him. What he has now, so. That was a good shout out to Chris Evans in the Fantastic Four. He carried that movie. He was really like the the lone bright spot in that movie, I thought. All right, next question. So basically, I, you know, like the movies and Courtney just likes looking at shirtless guys. That is next not next what next question. Next question. That is not what I said. Okay. Um also, I totally forgot to ask the, ask my guests about this. But um basically, Nathan and Courtney's firstborn Liam is said to have been named after Liam Hemsworth, which is uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother, and Chris Hemsworth is Thor. And um, I'm surprised that Courtney's favorite MCU film or character is not Thor. 
um, for this reason. But anyway, fun fact. Um, okay. As of August 2021, the MCU franchise was the highest grossing film franchise to date, outperforming Star Wars and Harry Potter combined, which I talked about last week. Why do you think the Marvel franchise has done so well? This is what they said. Oh, that's easy. Everyone, so number one, just, I mean, everyone always loves a superhero narrative. Like, they always love those movies. They always love the stories, the superhero part of it. Like, that, that's a theme that throughout movies across all kinds of genre, the idea of a superhero, people love that story. So they already had, like, a, a great foundation of a story to build off on. And then, then they just did it so much better um, than anyone had done it before with, again, the CGI is always so much better. Like, you watch a DC movie, and it just, <laughs> like, it's just... It's awful. Just yeah, I mean, think. Yeah, I mean, just different kind of things. The Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds. Like, just, I mean, so much of the CGI. Even Ryan Reynolds yeah, no, the C- the, doing that. Yeah, movie. the CGI and all the superhero movies that came before it was just so corny and bad and fake. And so I think they they had a great foundation. They mastered the CGI, and then I think they did kind of what others hadn't done, where they nailed the comedic timing throughout like That's an action true. movie that hadn't been done before the way that they could take us again it was like it's a serious plot line it's a serious story with serious characters but they blend in like good satirical uh humor and then the, the final thing i think is that they always make jokes they i guess they make the idea of a superhero in real life they make it realistic like they have people react normally as they you know as you'd expect them to if there was a superhero around like there's just there's funny punchlines at superheroes' expense, making fun of the, you know someone wearing a cape or tights or something like that, like like would normally happen if there was a real superhero somewhere. So I think they made the idea of a superhero narrative a little bit more realistic. They had much better CGI that just didn't you know like DC the CGI comes on and you forget about the whole movie because you're laughing at how bad it looks. Um, so that that's my answer. No, I think that's a good answer. I think it's all those things, and then I think <laughs> shirtless guys. I was going to say, <laughs> if you look at, like, Harry Potter and Star Wars, I mean, I've never watched Star Wars, but, like, Harry Potter has the magic, but I feel like it's very limited. You know, it's you've only got, what, like, six books, so you only have, like, six movies. That's a good point. Star Wars, I don't, I don't know enough about it, so I can only assume it's limited. Marvel is literally with the multiverse now unlimited so they can make so many all of them relate they've been relating since iron man um yes they give you lots and lots of eye candy in every movie they give you the no one takes their shirt off in harry potter or star wars they that's why you don't yep that's yep that's why you're here that's why I'm here. I've watched all this will be this will be the this will be the summary of this episode. Listen to Nate seriously talk about Marvel and Courtney Ogle over shirtless guys. That's going to be the headline, the summary of this this episode. Who's the one who gets their hair changed? But no, that's no. Watch. Hold on, that's a no, great. No, no, no. Pre- watch this. Hold on, hold no. on. <laughs> Who's the one who cuts their hair to look like Chris Hemsworth after every single Marvel movie we watch with him? And watch that's after next. Untrue. No, watch. Untrue. After next Thursday's release of Thor, when we go to the uh, opening night, I guarantee you Nathan will have a different haircut within the next week that looks identical to whatever Chris Hemsworth's hair looks like in Thor Love and um, Thunder. I'll be willing to put money. 
I'm I'm willing to put money on it. All right, well, well, all right. So you just heard a bet. We're gonna have it in proof. No, I'll put money on that. That's not true. But I do. That like... is that is actually a really good point that you made, though. What? That like Harry Potter has eight had eight chances, and they had to split the final book into two parts to get to, to get to eight. Star Wars, like they're trying to keep it alive with kind of mini series, but even they were limited. Like you think just just Iron Man and Captain America, you have like seven or eight movies right there. I, well, so my favorite thing about it would be, so I guess it kind of goes into the next question, but I like apparently not just the shirtless guys, but <laughs> I like the fact that when you're watching it, it's like, I don't know, it's like something like it just, I don't know, like makes my OCD feel better in a way. Because it's like you're, you wait so long in between movies, sometimes. Doctor Strange and Thor is not too far apart, but you wait so long that's like when you watch one, you're finally just getting that like endorphin release of your questions and wonders from the last movie like the puzzle pieces are finally coming together and your clues are coming together and you're figuring out like why this person or who this person was at the last scene of the last movie that you watched six months ago and and then trying to figure out the next piece that they give you with you know the post-credit scenes and trying to figure it out I like the I guess the mystery that's a good point and then the connecting the puzzle pieces. I think it makes it, I don't know, it keeps you on your toes. So yeah, it's no, like it's, just... it's kind of like every movie, even though, like, minus, I guess, Infinity War, most of the movies end with closure, but it's like they, they end with a cliffhanger at the same time because of, like, the post credit scene where it connects to something and you're left to fi- try to figure out what that connects to. And it's like each additional movie, it's like you're, le- or you're left with a cliffhanger and then the next movie answers that cliffhanger but starts another one. And it's yeah. like you get to figure things out. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of us read the original comics. So no. I'm sure true, you know, core Marvel fans hate us, but whatever. Movies are better. I'll, I'll die on that hill. I totally agree. And that's a really interesting perspective on, like, Harry Potter and Star Wars versus Marvel. I didn't really think about, like, the limiting factor that Harry Potter and Star Wars have where it's kind of just like a limited story. Um, there's, it seems as if there's not just like an ample amount of like characters and plot lines and stories that can just kind of be pulled out from, you know, nowhere. And it feels like that is the key with Marvel is that there's just so many comics, so many characters, so many plot lines, so much of this Marvel cinematic universe that they can use, like so much material, so much content, um, so much story and I do I do agree that Star Wars is trying they're trying to keep it going they're trying to keep that story alive and honestly I saw like half of one of the newer Star Wars and I just didn't like it it just didn't feel like it could compare to um to the old ones and so I haven't seen any of the other ones um any of the other new ones I've seen the original but I that's a really interesting point and I I think that is a really good, like, justification. I think that makes sense, and to me, um, that just kind of proves why Marvel is so successful, and I guess kind of validates what I was saying last week. I also do think it's really interesting um, that Nathan and Courtney were talking about the way that Marvel kind of brings to a close 
the film itself that they're discussing, like that story comes to a close, but then after the credits, you get a cliffhanger. And so, I mean, generally for the most part. And so I think Endgame is the only one that didn't have um, like an after credit little scene. Um, Well, I don't know if that's right, but that's what I remember. So I do agree that it keeps you on your toes because it's a cliffhanging scene it does keep you on your toes. It keeps you interested. And the anticipation for the next film only increases when you watch this after credit scene. And I think that's the key. Is that, you know, you wrap up that film story with a nice little bow. And then you add something that could potentially be like earth shattering in the next film. And I feel like that is part of the success. That's where they get you. That's where they keep you coming back for more. And that's where they get these like diehard fans who just get so invested that they just literally understand every little like complexity within the Marvel Cinematic franchise, um, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think that is a really good point. And it makes sense to me. In my mind, this makes sense. Okay, is there anything you think the MCU should improve on or change? If not, why? I don't think they need to change anything, but I think they should be careful. I don't know. Like, I, It's hard to think of a time, time – whenever someone introduced time travel into a movie, you can just poke so many holes into it. And that's – you know, like the, oh, if he could go back in time, why didn't he just do this or why didn't he just do that? And messing with like – the multiverse theory that kind of unravels time, I think is, it's dangerous. If anyone can handle it and navigate it well, it'll be Marvel. But I think when they opened up like the multiverse, they let in that time travel, you know, loopholes and things that people can find in the plot. But then also it's kind of like, you know, I think they need to make decisions on, you know, on where they were going. Like every movie before the multiverse, like was leading to Thanos. Like, it was leading to Infinity War. They have, they're leading to the next Thanos-level threat. That's what I'm thinking, but, like, it's kind of, I don't know, now that you have the multiverse in there, it's kind of like, well, isn't there just, like, an infinite amount of Thanoses? And, again, Doctor Strange appears to be, a version of Doctor Strange is going to be, like, the main bad guy. That guy with, um, the the bad guy from Loki. It seems like they're going to be, like, you know, the, the real bad guys, but... I don't know. At the same time, with with the multiverse theory, there's just so many different things. You know, I guess technically they killed Wanda in the last one, but there's millions of other Wandas, and now that they can travel between the multiverse, like I'm pretty well, confident that a Wanda like will one appear. One person can travel. That's true. Sh- well, yeah, that's true. So they did, she's yeah. going to be important. Yeah, she but... will be. But yeah, so I guess yeah, I I don't think there's any. I wouldn't. Yeah, sorry, I wouldn't change a thing about what they've done for sure, but. I, I would bring some people back. <laughs> oh yeah, Courtney would bring people back. But no, then it would. It wouldn't make it what it you is. You have to have your heartstrings just completely torn apart. Who's been the hardest one? I don't know. I think honest. Oh God. Oh. Oh, that, this brings back to Infinity War. Why that movie was so great? It ended with like, I mean, seventy percent of the people you love, you don't know if they're dead or not. It's true. So that, yeah, I'm trying, you got to filter out everyone that came back, but. The one that I, uh, well, okay. I hated that Captain America 
was gone. I hated that Chris Evans was gone because to me, like, that's why I started. And so it was kind of mm. like, like, just killed me. But the one that made me cry was um, Iron Man. Yeah. That one made me cry. And I know that one made you cry too. That is. <laughs> no, that didn't make you. No, it was the kids. It was his kids at the end of the funeral that was like, you wow, that's sad. Sorry, the kid. Yeah, when the kids at the end, it's like I'm. Yeah, Warren's like I'm hungry. It's like, what, it's like, what do you want? I want a cheeseburger. That's the line that yeah, got me. That's the, the line that movie. got me when they tied it all the way back. Like if you, I don't know, if you watched all the movies and you got to that line and you didn't get some a little bit of emotional, you're a psychopath. Yeah, that was that was hard. But yeah, that is crazy. I, I just put it the yeah. I mean, obviously, I knew Captain America and Iron Man died, but like they did kill the two founders basically of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, who they started it all out with. So that's that's huge. Okay, yeah, I lied. Infinity Wars, I do not like. Because at the end, that's where, like, everyone blips. Hate that. As you guys know, I don't like death. I guess fictional or, or non-fictional. But you know I hate it in movies. Every single time someone dies, I'm either pissed or I'm crying. I... I just don't like it. So it was Age of Ultron that I liked the best. I'm pretty sure that's what I said last week because Infinity Wars sucked. Yeah, Nathan added that question, but I absolutely love it. Okay, next question. Who is your least favorite character or what is your least favorite film? Here's their answer. Least favorite? I mean, the easiest least favorite film are going to be the non-Mark Ruffalo, the non-Mark Ruffalo Hulk movies. I honestly think my least favorite film is probably the first Thor. That's fair. Because they just, I don't know, I guess to me, like... Oh, no, it's Chris, Chris first, Hemsworth wasn't, that's the one she said Chris Hemsworth wasn't attractive in. That's why. Well, yes, but also... Oh, like, yes. <laughs> he, well, I did say that. Like, it's on recording, I can't lie. No, but he's also, like, just a huge, like, jerk. Like, he's a spoiled little rich boy in that first oh, yeah, one. He's he not... He's not the Thor that you... Yeah. yeah, he's not the Thor that you, like, fall in love with. So, like, I didn't really... I don't know. I got tired of dealing with him for a while. I don't know. To be honest, I wasn't... I wasn't the biggest fan of Black Widow. Or, uh, no, this this latest Doctor Strange. Actually, sorry. I, mean, I don't know. Least favorite, I feel like I'm going to pull anything from, like, the non-core Marvel people. So, I'm going to pull out the Eternals, um, Shang-Li... The non yeah, but I feel like they've only Hulks. had like one. They've yeah, only had no. one appearance, so I feel like you can't judge. Yeah, them like yet. if I if I have to leave out like those kind, that's tough. Um, I actually don't know if I have an answer for that one. That's hard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I really have like a least favorite. That isn't just. I mean, anything that's not kind of like that core MCU stuff. The Iron Man, the Thors, that kind of stuff. The spinoffs I haven't enjoyed. So what about, like, Fantastic Four or... Yeah, Wolverine? like, that. that's what I would throw in there. Like, the Fantastic Fours, the non-Mark Ruffalo Hulks, the Eternals. Um, I'm trying to think what are the other Marvel ones. I mean, we haven't got... Technically, X-Men is Marvel. I said Wolverine. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I didn't hear you. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what I would wind up picking. But in terms of... Anything that goes with Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man, like, you can't go wrong. All right, yeah, I think that's all the questions. So, I'm going to go to the gym now. And, oh, see? Look at that. Yeah, it's I'm already going, started. I'm going, going to the gym. He's already I trying found, to no, look like Chris No, I found out, found out what the wife likes and apparently where I'm lacking. And so, I'm going to go to the gym. Um, yeah, it'll be nothing but chicken and spinach for me for the next year. Whatever. Well, Katie, thanks for having us.
Yeah. Always, always happy to talk talk Marvel. We'll be back for uh, Loki, season two. <laughs> she does. Nah, oh well. <laughs> you guys are a hoot! Wow, you um, are including me in your marital um, affairs, which is really funny to listen to. <laughs> I feel like Nathan knew who his audience was, aka me. Um, when he said that the Hulk without Mark Ruffalo, like the individual Hulk movies, not like the Avenger Hulk, um, was his least favorite because I'm obsessed with Mark Ruffalo. Every single thing he does, I'm obsessed with. And I think he's perfect. And I think he's great as the Hulk. Um, I will say also though, like Loki has grown on me this second time around watching all the movies, but like, I definitely hated him the most, um, watching it like watching all of the movies as they came out until Thanos um and I think you're meant to hate Thanos like the most I think he's kind of like the biggest villain that that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has like faced in my opinion but I also just don't like like I guess I already said this last week but I just don't like it when bad things happen that could have been um solved and I feel like all of the Avengers, like, all of these superhumans could have beaten, like, the one Thanos, but, like, whatever, I'll just leave that there. Also, I totally agree with Courtney in that it's not fair to say that, like, the Eternals or, like, all those, like, other kind of, like, newer random ones um, that are related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe but are kind of, like, a spinoff, like, it's not fair to judge them yet because they really haven't, like, like they like haven't gotten like their footing yet and you know like they said the first thor is very different than like who thor is now for the third movie um and so i feel like it's it's only fair to give um every movie like two before you can really rule out if you like hate that storyline or not or like those characters um and i just I'm so excited for the new Thor movie. I feel like I need to do some research on, like, everything you need to know before you go see this one. Because what I'm really confused on is why Jane is all of a sudden, like, a goddess of thunder. Like, she's a human. How did this happen? Why did this happen? How can she, like, wield his hammer? I just, I don't like that. Initially, I just don't like that. But I am really excited, and I'm, um going to see it with Nathan and Courtney next Thursday on opening night. I'm really excited. They got me a ticket and then we're like, Hey, you're coming. And so I'm going super excited, super pumped. And, um, we're all going to have a great time. Um, thank you guys so much for being on my podcast and sending in the voice notes. Um, it's been really fun to listen to you guys, um, just banter about this and, and discuss it and bring your new perspectives. Um, I think this was, really fun for me and I'm definitely going to do it again in the future whether that's Loki season two after I watch Loki season one or if it's after Thor or after like a few more Marvel movies come out we'll see we have a lot to discuss in this phase four um and I think there's going to be a lot more coming into phase four that we can discuss so you guys be prepared for that um and maybe next time we can do this in person because it won't be an impromptu last minute thing um, that I decided to do. Okay. Thank you to my guests and thank you to you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Bye. Now, if you run into the fire, you covered with her.